Welcome to the first episode of From the Three-Point Line to the End Zone. Uh, it's your boy Selected, at Selected on all my social handles. Thank you so much for tuning in, those who are listening to this. I uh, am a sports connoisseur, if you've heard any of my previous podcasts on another frequency or another channel. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge sports connoisseur, and I I was kind of, you know, and I would love to be able to, before I dive into that, I just want to say I'd love to be able to do this and do it with others Um if it grows into a two or three people kind of ordeal, I think that'd be kind of cool too. But I wanted to at least knock the wheels off it and get it started myself. So at least, you know, it had some type of foundation, but huge, huge, huge sports connoisseur. But I wanted to narrow it down to at least the ones that I can be able to keep up with on my own, which is basketball and football. Hence our amazing title from the three point line to the end zone. Um, like I said, thank you for um, everybody that's uh, listening to this podcast. Um, the title of this exact episode, this series is called From the Three-Point Line to the End Zone. If I fix that reference, but the title of this exact episode is called The NBA is Back. And I'm a huge NBA fan. Um, I'm actually, I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited. I want, obviously, basketball to be back because I need something to watch. If it's not ES, if you don't know me, if it's not ESPN or something that I can find on Disney Plus or Netflix, I'm probably not watching TV. Not a huge TV person. Um, not a huge, like, binge watch series person. Um, I have my favorites, and that, that's pretty much that. But I wanted to be able to focus this episode strictly on basketball. Um, next episode, we'll do some football, and then eventually we'll be going back and forth between both, obviously, hence the title. But this one, like I said, I don't know if I'm excited that basketball is back. I definitely want it to be back so I can have something to watch. But it just feels so rushed. It just feels so rushed, but I understand the circumstances we are under as well. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. I guess um, as most analysts or specialists probably would do or any segment would do, uh, Tis the season, right? Basketball is kind of starting in the perfect time. Normally, we start in October. If you don't know, we are in December of 2020. Basketball traditionally starts in October, late October. But via pandemic, we are now in December uh, of 2020, and basketball season for 2020-2021 is underway. And it actually airs off today for those who are listening. Um. Here are some of, uh, I guess, my, because, you know, Miles, like I said, tis the season. Miles will dive into some big matchups that are coming up. I guess you can kind of say we don't really know because everybody's coming back. We don't know what everybody's capable of yet. But some, I guess, good matchups that we have going for Christmas Day are the Heat versus the Pelicans, um, the Warriors versus the Bucks, the Lakers versus the Mavs, the Nets versus the Celtics, and the Clippers versus the Nuggets. I actually think this is a pretty good matchup for Christmas Day. Houston didn't get to make it. Um, I guess it's probably, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't make it, but Houston, you know, sometimes when they have a Christmas game, they definitely didn't make it. But these are pretty good matchups. And the Heat versus Pelicans, if you don't know, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I've been a Miami Heat fan. I actually wasn't watching basketball until 2006. I was playing basketball before then, but I wasn't watching it until 2006 when Dwayne Wade won the NBA Finals. And then I started watching only the Miami Heat basketball because I thought he was like, the best thing I've ever seen happen on the court. And then obviously, you know, once you start somewhere, you continues to grow. And now I watch everybody in the league or to the best of my ability, I watch all the teams, NBA league pass kind of a guy, you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of my origin story for, I guess it comes for basketball, 
But for the for the Christmas matchups, the Heat versus the Pelicans, like I just told you, I'm a Heat fan, so I'm obviously not going Pelicans. Let's see. Warriors versus the Bucks. That's a pretty good matchup if you ask me. Um, but I'm probably going to have to go with the Warriors making Christmas real special since they're in that new arena and didn't get to, I guess, christen it the way they wanted to last year via pandemic. Um, let's go to Nets versus Celtics. I actually think this is a pretty good matchup. Um, I think preseason-wise, they've been having Taco on the court, so I hope he continues to play. If he does play, that would be a very good that would be a very good matchup. But let's say Taco doesn't play and he can't use his length versus KD's length. Um, I'm gonna go Nets. I'm gonna go Nets. Lakers versus Mavs. This is actually going to be a very interesting matchup. The Dallas Mavericks played their game versus who they play last night. Oh, Milwaukee, I believe. They played their game versus Milwaukee, not last night, but during the preseason, and they played it like it was a high-intensity game. So I don't know, but you can't count LeBron out. So that's a tough one, but seeing that they're the reigning you know, NBA champions, I'm going to throw that at the Lakers. Clippers versus Nuggets. Guys, I'm sorry. Truly am. But I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the Clippers, man. I'm really not. Steve, Bob, I'm sorry. Bob, I'm sorry, but I'm not sold on your team. Something, you guys, it's like you're missing something. You're missing something. So I'm going to have to throw that one at the Nuggets. I'm going to throw that to Jokic, the Joker, and the Nuggets. Um, Like I said, you've been listening to a three-point line to the end zone. Thank you for listening. I hope you like the segment so far. What we're going to jump into next are some off-season. And if you want to see the crazy quotes, I'm sorry to cut off, you know, right there. I'm going to post a quote, you know, with every episode, and I don't, say crazy. It could sometimes be outlandish, maybe crazy isn't the best word. But if you want to see what I'm thinking and what my big predictions are, I'm going to throw those quotes up on my Insta at selected on all my social handles. But we're going to dive straight into the, you know, offseason movement since the offseason is pretty much almost over at this point. We are in, um, we've just wrapped up, uh, you know, preseason. So we're getting ready to go underway. Um, but the offseason movement, as far as players go, uh, the ones that I felt were noteworthy enough to talk about. Um, I guess we can start off with Drew Holiday and Tory Craig going to Milwaukee. That's kind of – that's something to me. Shout out to, you know, the jump, NBA the jump. Usually Rachel Nichols will ask, is this something, nothing, or everything? Rachel, Tory Craig and Drew Holiday going to Milwaukee is something to me, in my opinion. Guys, I think that's a big boost. Um, it should be – See the thing is, it's like the Bucks are always just right that right out one. They're always just right there from getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think with that kind of experience and that tenure with Tory Craig, where he just came from from being in the Western Conference Finals, which is notoriously known for being harder than the Eastern Conference Finals, and Drew Holiday just playing in the West altogether, I'm going to go with that something. That's something. And boo to 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 Giannis for signing that two hundred and fifty six uh, million dollar five year extension. Congratulations, but boo to you, uh, Golden State in Miami, aka me, a Miami Heat fan. Definitely thought you were going to be traveling south on ninety five, but uh, best of luck to you, man. Um, your best bet if you wanted to win a championship, if that's what it was about, which is it's not clearly only about that for you. 
is uh, to have come to Miami. But like you said, you have loyalty in your uh, blood, and I respect that. I respect that. Uh, Tatana Kumbo, I respect that. Um, Bogdan going to Atlanta, adding shooting to what Trey Young can do is crazy to me. I think Atlanta low-key is going to be an amazing team. I You got to give me one second. I don't because I got to tweak something on my on my board here. I've got some notes written down and I'll get to why I had to make a tweak later, but we'll see. But Atlanta, shout out to whoever is running this department to get free agents to come in. You guys have got an amazing facial. Your redo of how you rebuilt that roster this year is pretty solid. You kept a lot of core pieces that were needed. But like I said, you added Bogdan to that roster with Trey Young and Capella. You guys should be able to be a monster team and make some noise in the East, but we'll see. It's really on the back of Trey Young to elevate them to that next level, though. Um, obviously, this everybody wants to talk about the CP3 move to uh, to um, Phoenix, but I think Chris Paul plus the addition of Crowder, that right there, that leadership is really going to help Phoenix out in the long run, if you ask me. Um got my alerts my 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 system chiming at me sorry but i think that leadership that veterancy is going plus the explosive scoring of devin booker obviously and the paint blocker and defender and you know of ayton is really going to be something special this year or at least i'm hoping it is i'm hoping it is um Kelly Oubre got bounced around from like six or seven different teams who finally made a home in Golden State. But I'm not sure if I can say he has a home in Golden State. If I'm Golden State, can I be honest? I honestly figure out, and it sucks because of the situation that's going on with Clay. but I honestly figure out, you know, some type of trade package maybe to Washington for like send Clay and Wiggins or send – Send that's actually not bad, you know. Clay and Wiggins to Washington, or send Ubre, you know, back to Washington with Clay, you know. But you got to figure out maybe some. I think it you may want to consider some type of deal of packaging Clay and somebody else, sending them somewhere to get like a Bradley Beal kind of scoring, so that you can get back. I think if you put Bradley Beal next to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Wiseman. And like a Kelly Oubre and or Andrew Wiggins, depending on which one you decide to package in that trade. I think if you put that nucleus of a team, I think that team is very similar to what they were before, which was a scoring machine and can put them back with the veterancy of, you know, those players and getting Bradley Beal can put them back in the contentions of being a title contender. I don't want to sleep on what their capabilities are thus far without making that deal because they should be able to make something happen. But I think that would definitely be able to punch in, I guess, or solidify, I want to say, them being a title contender again. Because the Lakers aren't just going to back down, right? You know, a lot of people say what happened in the bubble is a fluke or whatever, but you had to have been there to have been able to say differently. So, and a lot of you, you know, most people saying that are probably people who opted out and playing in the first place. So their opinions, you know, really, really doesn't matter. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Westbrook for John Wall trade. It's pretty good. John Wall needed to get out of Washington. Westbrook for sure needed to get out of Houston. So I guess it just made sense. Um, Who won this trade? James Harden's back. 
so it's so hard, right? Because Westbrook and Bradley Beal essentially should be able to be a, a monster team. They need a real center, but essentially that 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 should be a monster team. Um, but if it really just depends on the play of John Wall, Boogie, and coming off of you know whatever James Harden creates for them because. I can't. It, we're gonna table that. You know what? I guess you can't table it. You can't have a podcast on sports and want to come back to the next episode and table. You know what? I'm going to go with because because James Harden wants out of Houston so badly, and I believe it will happen. I am going to go with Washington Wizards. Wanda, they had to have. They had to have. I'm glad he finally showed up, played his first preseason game versus the Spurs, but he wants out of there. So I hope. Let's see. Let's see how his play goes. If he plays phenomenally like he wants to win a championship again, then amazing. But if he's just showing up just to show up because he needs to collect this check and go home, then Houston's kind of in trouble. So, you know what, all around, I'm going to have to go with Westbrook and Washington won that trade. All right. So, I have some specials here for you guys or some fun stuff here for you guys. Uh, you guys are probably, and I want to be able to say, tweet me at me on Twitter or get at my DMs on, um, Instagram or Facebook, comment, engage with me when I'm posting my quotes or whatever from these episodes and let me know how you feel about it. Maybe you guys have seen some selections that I didn't name worthy candidates for certain slots and you guys have a better lineup. Let's see. You know, I'm trying to make this as fun as possible. This isn't um, for, I guess, I don't know how to put that. I just want to be able to have fun with this podcast. It's not necessarily for monetary purposes. But um, I just want to be able to have fun, talk sports, and engage with different sport heads, different sport junkies out there. Um, so let's go. Here are, here are my segments. I got two coming up from you, some two quick ones. It's a uh, rookie of the year and my most improved candidates. So I'm going to start with my rookie of the year candidates, and I only chose three for each. My rookie of the year candidates are the Heat rookie, Precious, the Hornets' rookie, LaMelo, and the Warriors' rookie, Wiseman. And I know you're going to say, what? Most people probably have like Maxi and the guy that got drafted to the Wolves or maybe Washington's uh, rookie because that was a good pickup too. But I, I don't care about any of that, to be honest. It's really honestly when it comes to those, unless you're a given talent like a Zion Williams, you feel me? Um, it goes to the team that has the better market. And those outside of LaMelo, you know, his name is big enough where he has a good enough fan base just by his name to probably win the votes for Rookie of the Year. That makes sense to the NBA. But when it comes to the Warriors and the Heat, they have a really good market. They're kind of already established. Their teams have tenure. The Heat just got out of being beat by the Lakers, sadly, in six games in the finals. So we're still reminiscent on people's minds. So Precious is going to have more spotlight on him versus a Maxi or the guy that got drafted to the Timberwolves. You know what I mean? So it really also comes down to the market you're in. But the rest of you, just in case an NBA player or executive or whatever listens to this, you got to prove yourself. Your your journey to getting that is a lot harder. You got to prove yourself. And Wiseman, because Golden State just come from came from doing the biggest finals run um, and one of the biggest finals runs, I'd say, in NBA history with, you know, LeBron battling LeBron James when he was in Cleveland. So Wiseman also has that same attention. Yeah, they've been lingered by injuries last year, last season with Steph and Clay going down. But 
people are still tuning in and I don't think anybody's counting Golden State out, to be honest. So you have to kind of, you have to, in my opinion, say that Wiseman is going to have the attention or the platform necessary with all that shooting around him and playmaking around him to be able to do that. It's pretty much just one-on-one him and the person before the basket. So as long as he's explosive, like he was in college and no, I'm not a heavy college NCAA person. I, I don't watch as much college football or college basketball as I should, but with being able to do all that, I want to say Wiseman is a candidate for rookie of the year and you have to choose one of these, right? Like I said, you can't just walk away from this segment and be like, oh, I'm going to choose it on the next one. So I'm going to be able to change this list as I go. And I'm going to go with, to be honest, I'm a, and it's hard because I'm a Heat fan and I just want to say Precious because he's a Heat player. But honestly, I'm going to go with Wiseman. Like I said, Wiseman should be able to be a stud in the NBA. He should be an amazing talent, amazing addition to Golden State. Because of all that shooting and scoring and playmaking around him and the leadership, you know, he's got a lot of wisdom in Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Um, Kelly Oubre is definitely going to probably toss some laws up and Wiggins is going to be going off the screen with him. So as long as he's diving hard to the basket, pinning down where he's supposed to, getting to his spots. Wiseman, I hope you're listening to this. Get to your spots, bro. As long as you figured out where your spots are and how you can be effective you definitely should be a strong candidate or more than likely win Rookie of the Year in my eyes. Um, most improved candidates. It's most improved player award. I My three are Lonzo, as in Lonzo Ball, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, and Simmons. And I also went with those because, like I said, those players play for a higher market team, so they're going to get more views and more attention from voters than I, I want to say others. Uh, but at the same time, I don't really see anybody else going and taking another leap when it comes to elevating their game that much. I, I really don't see it. We know what Bradley Bill is capable of. He went off last year, but I don't know if he can elevate that even more. We saw what Siakam was capable of in Toronto, but can he, we, we also saw in the playoffs that he wasn't capable of elevating that even more. So with that being said, like I said, it's kind of hard for me. I'm going to try to pull up because I'm wondering, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are your, you, you, I know how you guys are. I know how you guys are. So let's see if I can pull up all the teams for Boston. I mean, I don't see Tatum or Jalen Brown elevating or growing any higher than what they are. Um, for the Rockets, I don't, like I said, see any of those players growing. I mean, it's just it'd be just a blessing for Boogie and John Wall to have a healthy season. So as far as wrenching, mentioning them in most improved, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, Clippers. I would be ashamed if they gave that to Paul George because that's just a no. That's just a no. He can't have a bad season and go to most improved because he had a no. No, can't. So they're out of the question. The Knicks, Charlotte, I don't see it. The Knicks, I don't see them having a most improved player. Um, Chicago Bulls, I love Zach Levine, but I'm sorry. I don't see them having a most improved player. Um, The Nuggets. No, man, I don't see them having a most improved player. 
I see them having a great offense, but not the most approved player. 76ers, same for you guys. Nets, same for you guys. Um, Milwaukee. Unless Giannis's game elevates Drew Holiday to some platform that we've never seen before, I, I don't see it. I don't see it for the Spurs or the Mavericks or the Cavaliers either. Cavaliers are struggling. Uh, I love what Detroit's doing with Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. I hope they're able to do something special, especially with Jeremy Grant. They can figure something out. But um, don't see a most improved player on that team. And, okay, see, I thought about it. I thought about Shea Gilchrist, Gilchrist Alexander. I thought about it, but he doesn't have enough pieces for me to say that. Um, obviously, you know, you got the Pelicans, which is one of my picks. Alonzo Ball, I think he has a breakout season this year. Um, I told you I don't see anything with Washington. Bradley Bill's pretty much shown us what he's capable. I don't see a most improved player on Phoenix nor Minnesota. Um, don't see it on Minnesota. I don't see it on the Hawks. I don't see it on Portland. I don't see it on the Jazz because we just expect them to be an amazing team. I don't see it on the Sacramento Kings. I definitely don't see it on the Pacers or the Magic. And I don't see it on Memphis either. I just expect that John Morant is going to keep elevating himself to a point where, you know, he excels into an all-star or, you know, um, yeah, or an NBA all-star where he gets to play in the all-star game. That's that's where I see him going next. I don't think it's like a most improved situation. So I'm going to kind of stick with my picks. Wiggins has had some woes. Lonzo has definitely had some woes. And Simmons has had woes and defers from shooting the ball. But I love what, you know, I love what Doc Rivers said to him. We're going to just throw all that out the table. Don't worry about shooting it. If you shoot it, you shoot it. If you don't, you don't. But you're a generational talent, which is true. And he's going to find the best way to use him. So I, I do see Simmons. Simmons is my candidate for most improved player. I'm going with him. Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers is going to be the NBA's most improved player. Based on the conversation, you know, him and Doc Rivers had in L.A., before, you know, the season started, I'm going to go. Doc's going to allow him to shoot when he needs to, and he's going to make him look like the best thing. Remember, Doc had a Rondo who was a non-shooting point guard as well and had him amazing. So I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Um, Let's talk about the guys that got paid this NBA season. You guys got paid for real, though. Um, we're going to talk about noteworthy contracts. Um, and I'm going to kind of give my opinion of whether it was worth it or not. But uh, – they got it anyway, so it doesn't matter, but I'm still going to drop my opinion. I'm start with Paul George. That boy got flexed from 170 to $190 million and then also said he was going wants to retire Clipper. I would want to retire Clipper, too, if they gave me $190 million, Paul. I'm just letting you know. But was that worth it? And I'm a Paul George fan, and I use some of his moves, but I got to go with no. No, man. You haven't shown up in the playoffs really in the last two years i'm down with giving you money but i don't know if i'm giving you that kind of max contract or that kind of big deal i probably would have extended you for a year and asked you to work for it and show me what you got but that's because i'm a heat player right that's what they were doing to Dwayne wade for tons of years sadly which Dwayne wade damn sure deserved that money but you know whatever so we'll, we'll see we'll see um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no. Um, I gotta speed it up here because 
I only have uh, 30 minutes to record this, and I want to make sure I get all this in here. Um, Tatum, 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 Tatum. He got maxed out for $195 million. I don't think he was worth it. He didn't show me much in the playoffs of, like, you're worth this. But I also understand that a lot of free agents don't go to Boston. People don't return to Boston either for whatever the reason. So they have to make some kind of move or show him some kind of money worth him staying because he could really go live anywhere else, right? These guys also build their lifestyle completely around, you know, being an NBA player. So he can go live in another city. So I, I get it, but I don't think basketball-wise he's worth that contract. Um, Bam for the Heat also got flexed. You know I had to mention him. He got flexed to $163 million. At first I, first, I was like, that's not worth it. You guys are like, damn, you just don't think anybody's worth getting paid. That's not true. I do think you're worth getting paid. But in my mind, when a team maxes you out, it's because you're some type of generational talent. And you know what? There is a scarcity at center, so I guess I can say, you know what, Bam? You deserve that, bro. I, I, I guess you deserve that. But at the same time, for $163 million, bro, I expect so much out of you. I expect so much leadership when it comes to Precious you putting him in positions that you were in so that he could thrive. You taking over when the game is on the line, like you've done some of the times. You got to, you know what I mean? Some of these guys get paid and then it's not the same. We've seen it with Hassan Whiteside. I'm sorry to say it, but like I said, a Heat fan, I've seen it. Um, and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis got flexed for 109 mil. Was Anthony Davis' contract worth it? Lakers fans, let me know. Because I don't think so. I don't think Anthony Davis wins the finals without LeBron James. That's obvious. But I don't think Anthony Davis, let's say, that money should have honestly gone to LeBron or something or whatever, to be honest. But let's say you take LeBron out and you put Anthony Davis with Kawhi and you gave LeBron like KD or another superstar. I don't even think Anthony Davis and Kawhi could beat LeBron. You know what I mean? So I really just, I hate to say it, and I know their Lakers build that projection of it's the – it's the team. It's not. It's it's not LeBron's team. It's AD's team for the future and stuff like that. But without LeBron, you you don't get that ring. If you're playing against LeBron and if you're playing against LeBron and the Joker, you lose that ring, bro. I'm sorry. So I don't think you were worth the 190 million. But kudos to all you guys. You guys definitely got it. Um, splurge some of that definitely down here in South Florida. Help our economy out. Um, I gotta hurry up here because I've only got a few minutes left of recording. My playoff predictions, right? So I'm just going to give you my seating, and then I'm going to go with my who I think is going to the finals. And this seating is pretty much kind of in the order I believe it will fall. Definitely get at me, at Selected, on Twitter, or on my social handles, on all my social handles, if you feel like this seating is wacky and out of place. So we're going to start with the West. I got the Lakers at number one. We got Golden State at number two. The Clippers at number three. I put the Mavs at number four. Put the Nuggets. At five, Portland, I had to put them at six. And six through eight was kind of hard. So I put Portland at six, Phoenix at seven, and Houston at eight. Right? That was kind of hard for me. And, yes, Houston at eight because, like I said, it really comes down to the play of James Harden if he actually wants to be in Houston or not. He could tank the entire season, you know what I mean? Set them up for a draft or a lottery pick at least. Who knows? Um, Milwaukee, I'm sorry, let's start the East. Milwaukee at number one in the East. Heat at number two, Boston at three, the Nets at four. I think they're going to play amazing basketball. I have to put the 76ers at five because 
one through five in the East is interchangeable to me because that's such a touch, such a tough run right there. Um, I put Toronto at number six, and it's hard because I put Orlando or Atlanta at number seven. It's either or, and I put either the Knicks, the Hornets, or Detroit at eight because I know you've got this playing tournament. So that's what I'm going to go with my finals prediction, like who is going to go to the NBA finals. Obviously, I got the heat. We're going to run it back. We're hungry. And I believe Jimmy Butler and the heat, honestly, with all the scoring we have can take us there. And I honestly think we're going to play Golden State, but I will not sleep on the capabilities of LeBron. So it's either the heat versus Golden State or the heat versus the finals in my mind. And yeah, I think these are pretty solid playoff predictions. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this first episode so far at selected on all my social handles. That's S Y L E C T E D. Thank you for um, tuning in here on Wix. Love you guys. See you guys for episode two. I'll definitely be bringing in more football talk.